Get ready to challenge conventional beliefs about what's possible in creating health, wealth, and happiness. You are listening to Playing on the Edge Radio with Megan Edge. This hit show is providing you with ways of sustaining radical and powerful changes in your life. It is time to open and expand your awareness, accelerate your well-being as Megan shares wisdom, teachings, and experience from a lifelong journey of the heart. Enact the power of radical change with ease and lift your desires to a new perspective. Now, here's Playing on the Edge Radio. Hey, everybody, I'm Dr. Pat, and yes, I'm going to be joined by Megan Edge in a minute. Mr. Benny, uh, it appears that Jessica has Megan now, so why don't you go ahead and give him a call, add him on, and I'm going to tell everybody about what the show's about today. So, listen, Megan and I were thinking about what is happening, what is the energy that we're seeing, we're feeling in the world right now, what are some of the things that you know, people are experiencing about standing tall and who they are. The other thing that Megan and I share in common is that both of us have been fascinated by superheroes for most of our lives. Early on, my Hello. introduction to uh, Jessica, are you saying hi? I'll, oh, I'm sorry. Hi. <laughs> I didn't know I was live. <laughs> There we go. That's what I love about live radio and making this happen. Uh, so, uh, you know, for us today, what we're planning to do is we're planning to bring to you something that is so important to both of us. You know, from Megan's point of view, you're going to see today and hear from her how her life, how she has shared this wisdom of bionic woman, wonder woman, every woman. The power of positive representation and what this has meant. Today, we're going to take a look at how powerfully the positive representation of women throughout history can help both men and women heal their masculine and feminine wounding. Now, part of this is talking about some of the lost histories, lost stories of significant women heroes from all walks of life and to demonstrate how women and men can experience women in a new and empowering way. What is required though? One of the things that is super required in all of this is we have to question the status quo. We have to question who we are and we have to be able to stand tall in the world. Megan, it's great to have you. Let's do this, Benny. Let's go to a quick break so you can go ahead and make these connections. And for those of you out there, we're just going to take a short break and we're going to figure out what's going on here. Miss Jessica, Mr. Benny, Megan, all of us very excited about the show. We'll be right back. Melissa Johnson is a certified life coach, author, speaker, and creator of WOW Ministries, Worship Over Worry, designed to give you the tools needed to live a life of purpose. You have a choice daily to worry about your life and give up the fight or decide to worship God through your pain and triumph victoriously. 
Melissa Johnson offers a variety of books, curriculums, and programs to guide you through a self-discovery journey. Book your consultation with Melissa Johnson today at wowministriesllc.com. Are you living life or is life living you? The destination may not be clear when we seek change, but we trust we cannot stay where we are. Healing and transformation coach Trish Campbell strengthens the mind-body-spirit connection. Diane McClay generates positive change by shifting perspective through choice. Get connected and gain clarity on The Shift Podcast every first and third Friday at 12.30 p.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Visit invibe.ca for more info. You've been listening, but are you watching? Tune in to your favorite shows on the Transformation Talk Radio Facebook page. We stream live video podcasts every day, and we love to hear from you. Leave comments and questions for the host to address live, on the air, and get to know the faces behind the voices you love. Just go to Facebook and search for Transformation Talk Radio. Yeah, yippee skippy to that, baby. Are you ready to put down that drink or drug for good? Are you struggling to maintain your recovery from addictive behaviors? Do you need help with a family member or loved one who's in early recovery or battling addiction? Get the help and guidance you need by arranging a recovery recharged phone session with me, Ellen Stewart, Pushy Broad from the Bronx, Certified Life and Recovery Coach. Call 1-800-889-1757. Make an appointment today. Or go to my website, pushybroadfromthebronx.com, and click on the link that says Recovery Recharged. Don't wait. Get the help you need today. This is Ellen Stewart, Pushy Broad from the Bronx, on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Heaven on Earth, your online school of divinity, building your inner coach as you lay down your foundation in the new earth with you as the authority. Take action now. The number one challenge people face every day is the negative voice in their head. We work each day to turn negatives into positives. It's all a matter of perception. Our challenge at this time is to remain intensely positive and focused, creating the world we wish to live in. Wake up on purpose with Cornelia's daily online positive messages guiding us in the new paradigm. Raise yourself into happiness and inner peace daily. Elevate your personal frequency, free from negativity, and reprogram yourself step-by-step, shifting your energy patterns with positive repetition, daily building your new earth with someone you trust. All the heavy lifting has been done for you. Wake up happy with CorneliaStephanieVIP.com. Try free for seven days now. Join the new earth on the Cornelia Stephanie Show. Tune in each month as Cornelia takes listeners on an odyssey of higher consciousness to inspire, educate, and empower. Cornelia Stephanie is a spiritual teacher, passionate speaker, published author, and founder of the Empower Network. Cornelia guides people on the path of self-healing, peace, and liberation. For more information, go to CorneliaStephanie.com. Tune into the Life Strategy Show with your life strategy mentor, Lolita Smith, and say yes to bringing prosperity and success to your future right here and right now. Life is a picture of your mind, and Lolita is here to help you imagine it. 
Say goodbye to the strings of the past that have been holding you back for far too long. Rise up with Lolita and say yes to the solutions, prosperity, and unlimited possibility. Visit LifeStrategyMentor.com. That's LifeStrategyMentor.com. Welcome back, everyone. Playing on the Edge Radio with Megan Edge. Uh, This is her show, Radical Change with Ease. I'm Dr. Pat. We get to team up so that we can bring you a show like this. Bionic Woman, Wonder Woman, Every Woman. The Power of Positive Representation. Uh, Megan, listen, you know, it, it does take a village to put something like this together. And for those of you that are listening, I encourage you to go to Facebook, Transformation Talk Radio, and you'll be able to watch the video presentation of this. Because what Jessica and the team have done, uh, and Megan has supplied us with, are incredible images for those of you out there that want to hear and see and be part of the energy of this. Megan, this is an important show for you. I know Mm -hmm. this has been important from day one. Tell us a little bit about the, the superhero notion and why this is a big conversation today. Pat, I love what is happening in the world right now. It is such an exciting time to live in because women and the men who love them are finding a voice in a way that we haven't had before in at least our understanding of recorded history. This is such a huge topic. It's such a huge subject. And you were asking me earlier, why is this show so important to me? Why is this subject matter so important to me? And I can already feel uh, there is so much emotion around this. I have spent my whole life since I was a tiny, tiny little girl standing in my own power of being a girl, being a woman, and really feeling how important it is that that identity is given equal expression and equal acknowledgement to the masculine identity. And it's a struggle that we, both men and women, have been in, at least in Western history, all the way back to the French Revolution. And there's this amazing representation of women throughout history that gets written out of the history classes, written out of the history books. As we find it again, as we find ourselves in our own history, we develop this sense of empowerment and of belonging. And of really knowing that if each individual woman has a sense that the story she's been told isn't true, now we can find the evidence of it. And it is so important that we see that evidence and share it with as big an audience as we possibly can. And I agree with you. And what I love about this, and I share, I talked about this before when, when I first announced the show. And what I talked about is you and I share something in common. Now, what are the odds that two people who don't even live remotely close to each other would be two people that lived and grew up with these superhero, with these comic mm. books, with these characters. But there was a draw to it early on for you and for me. Yes. And here we are today. Why is women's empowerment, superhero energy, why is the time now? Oh, it's such a great question. You know, there's been this incredible evolution from 
and I want to go back to the French Revolution. I don't know how many people are aware of this, but about 7,000 women marched on Versailles during the French Revolution. And initially, these were a lot of women from the countryside. These were poor women. These were farming women. And they came on the city demanding bread. And many <laughs> people know the story of let them eat cake. And it's been twisted a bit through history. But that's that's what most <laughs> people remember about that. What's so fascinating is that the end result was that a month later, a group of women showed up at the assembly and presented a decree on the rights of women and demanded 10 particular things to be included in the new France, the new world order. Right from the beginning of that tumultuous time, women have been trying to find a voice and gathering together in sisterhood. We had the suffragette movement back in the late 1800s and early 1900s. We moved into what's called the first wave of feminism in the 60s and 70s, then the yeah. second wave of feminism in the 80s and 90s. And here we are still in 2017 with the same rhetoric, the same questions, the same desire to be seen and acknowledged and, and recognized. It's it's so important that we have mentors in this movement, girls and women that we can look to, to give us that sense of purpose and sense of self and motivation and the knowing of what can be done. And these superheroes that you and I grew up with, right. you know, so, some of them have disappeared already from pop culture, I want to see them come back. You know, mm -hmm. Bionic Woman, Wonder Woman has made a resurgence, absolutely. Yes, yes, yes. And, and there is this incredible, um, oh, like a connection that's happening in the superhero world where women superheroes are showing up in a really powerful way. The more that we have that, the more empowered both men and women can become in this new conversation, which is really an old conversation, but the way that we're having it in a new way, where there is a partnership that's showing up now between what women want and desire and what men want and desire for themselves and for the women that they love and that they support. You know what I love about looking at this and kind of reflecting back for a minute is that those of us that grew up on the East Coast that were part of that New York City Get out there, march, Bella Abza, Gloria Steinem, that mm -hmm. whole generational idea um, where voices were loud, but action was little. Today, that's not the case, mm -hmm. right? You know, the voices are loud in a different way, right? The Golden Globe Awards. I, I talked about this the other day on Martin mm. Luther King Jr. Day, where the women behind him, that man, can be seen in almost every picture of him, that there's a, a crowd, there's women. Yeah. But the effort that it took, Megan, mm -hmm. for everyone to show up, except maybe two or three people, in black mm -hmm. the other day on the awards, people think they just did it. Thousands mm -hmm. of phone calls. And that was organized in silence almost. But the impact, I don't, it will never be forgotten, including Oprah's uh, talk. Mm -hmm. Is it Hollywood that uh, is, is going to uh, take this to a different level, do you think? I think it's you and I and ordinary men and women who are beginning the process of saying no 
and really putting their hand up to the old dynamic and the old expectations between men and women who are going to make the most fundamental differences. Absolutely having powerful women stand up with their voice and share their story and that whole Me Too movement is so inspiring and empowering. And when Oprah said she knows that there were girls watching her stand up and say what she was saying during that speech, she's absolutely right. She becomes that power of representation. And as does any of these women in in positions of power and leadership, whether it's Hollywood or politics or CEOs who are saying no, are going to be the inspiration. Even more so or certainly equally to that is the inspiration of the women in our lives our mothers and our sisters, and mm, here I go again, Um, you know, our, our cousins, our aunts, our neighbors, women who individually are coming to a place in their own understanding of themselves that it just isn't working anymore, the old expectations, and they are looking for ways to heal their own feminine wounding and their own masculine wounding. And they're looking for ways to heal themselves so they can stand in their authenticity and begin a whole new dialogue about what it looks like to be a man and what it looks like to be a woman and what the expectations are of how this relationship can heal itself so that we can move forward in, a, in really a whole new era, a whole new age. Well, and, you know, it starts by looking at what's not only in the headlines today, but what was in the headlines in the history you just described. Mm -hmm. You know, there are things, let's call them uh, atrocities, if we would, maybe traumatic Mm -hmm. events. But let's say there are things where uh, women and the men that love those women and the children draw a line in the sand about something. You know, draw a line in the sand. Yeah, you know, back then, prohibition, line in the sand. But Mm -hmm. this was a giant line in the sand. Mm -hmm. And it said, no, we're not going to be sexually abused. We're not going to be verbally abused. And we've got something going on. Now, listen, you live in a country where you have a prime minister, let's say. (laughs) He is a prime minister, yeah. did something extraordinary. That the world pretty much doesn't know about. We don't even talk about it. Well, at the time that he made his speech when he was elected prime minister, and he's the second youngest prime minister in our country's history, he did make history by making sure that half of the cabinet of the Canadian government was women. He appointed half of his cabinet positions to women, to powerful, intelligent women who he knew we're going to be an incredible asset to the running of the country. And when he stood up to give his speech after his election, one of the questions from the press was, but sir, how come? Why do you have so many women in your cabinet? And his answer reverberated around the world at the time. He said, because it's 2015. Mm. <laughs> right? Now it's 2017. It's 2017, for goodness sakes. Why are we still having the same conversations that the women in 1789 in the French Revolution were having? Yeah. That women in Greek society were having. That women in Egyptian society were having. Yeah. The fundamental question that I have, Pat, for the world is, 
what are we so afraid of that half the population is unwilling to see themselves and the other half of the population is unwilling to see them? Yeah, this phrase is a question. It's really interesting. So the word hero and superhero and hero, today's show we're talking about, yeah, bionic woman, wonder woman, every woman, because I shared the other day that the most influential women in my life, Amy Sarrow, who's Amy Sarrow? Amy Sarrow, a teacher in Plainfield High School in New Jersey. Why do I remember her name? And I can't tell you not a single other teacher's name. I can't even tell you what I study. But Amy Sarah, I never forgot. Because this woman took me aside. And whatever she said to me kept me in school, in high school. Mm-hmm. But the question is, Megan, how big does one need to be to be a hero? I don't think one needs to be big at all, Pat. Yeah. I, what I believe is that in order to show up as a hero for someone else, all you need to do is be in your authentic self and know yeah. who that is in order to be that model for the next person in line. I, I think of my two beautiful daughters. It matters so much to me that I am really aware of how I'm showing up in the world because I know that they're looking up to me and they're looking to me for direction and their friends as well. You know, if I can be that person just in my ordinary day-to-day life who helps a girl recognize her her potential and her value, if I can be that person who shows up for my client who comes to me with their sexual trauma and their wounding and, and a low sense of themselves where they've made themselves so tiny and I can demonstrate for them what is possible for how they can walk out in the world, That's as much of a hero as I ever would need to be for anybody. And like you say, in your life, you know these amazing women who've shown up for you. I have the same amazing women. I think if any of us were to take a moment, men and women, we would be able to very quickly identify those women who just in their own beautiful way of being in the world have become heroes for us. You know, I hadn't thought about this until just now. I have a best friend, and boy, I'm going to get all choked up here. (laughs) She's been my friend since 1973. Now, I got to just say, the Dr. Pat you see in here right now, this one that's a little bit more evolved than I've been most of my life, that was not the Pat in 1973. Mm. And my best friend who is my friend, who without her, I wouldn't be here today. Neither would Transformation Talk Radio or the Dr. Pat Show. And that's Linda Firing. Mm. She's our producer. Those of you that listen, you know, you talk to her. But it's also her family. It's the generations. And that's what I want to ask you about. It's Mm -hmm. Linda who comes from parents that became my parents, that shaped me, guided me, loved me. Mm-hmm. How important is it for us to do that? To remember our lineage? Yeah, oh, and then to create so a new important. one for many. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. What I firmly believe and what I've seen happen in so many instances with my clients and their healing, as we do our own healing work, we create this ripple effect. 
and it goes out in time. So when I heal my wounds, it goes to my daughters and it goes to their daughters. It also goes to my mother and her mother and her mother's mother. So that the work that I do on myself has an impact down and up that generational line. And I I feel like in our society, at least, we've lost touch with our grandmothers and we've lost touch with our aunties. And we talk about Grandma Google now. Yeah. <laughs> Go ask Grandma Google. Yeah. Now I don't. I don't have a grandmother to ask anymore. Both of my grandmothers have passed away, and my mother has also passed away. Mm-hmm. So I feel that I carry a, a mantle of that the matriarchy of my family. That it is up to me now to bring forward to my children, my daughters, and their daughters and sons, that family connection, that family history of these women who, no matter what their circumstances were, and no matter how they showed up in the world, did the best they could with what they knew at the time and under the circumstances. And that needs to be honored. Absolutely. Yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, there's so many uh, that we are going to talk about and honor today. And by the way, if you're watching on Facebook Live and you've missed any part of the part of this, it will replay later tonight. Uh, but we're going to go to a to a break right now. And for those of you that are watching on Facebook Live, we have a very special interview that we're going to play, Megan, aren't we? Oh yeah, <laughs> this is such an amazing moment. A conversation between myself and my oldest daughter and I'm so happy to be able to share her with our audience and to be able to share this conversation that she and I had together this is how we pass it down and pay it forward let's take a short break when we come back Megan and I are going to take you on a journey what do we have to do to heal the divide you know what is it And who have been the influences of the gods, the goddesses, the energy, the life force that instills the empowerment in each and every one of us? But what is it we are ready to heal and why is the world needing it? Let's take a short break. Please enjoy this if you are watching on Facebook Live. stuck in that someday attitude living the same day over and over again with no action the becoming you show big ideas that inspire impact and influence your life with leah rowling is for you tune in every friday at 11 a.m central on transformationtalkradio.com this show will have you feeling inspired to take action with purpose and intention for more information and to get in touch with me visit www.leahrowling.com Did you know that when we talk about the Earth's ecosystems, the most important ecosystem has been left out? You, we created the ecosystem approach to recapture human potential. Find us at theecosystemapproach.org. Join us every Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time for the Ecosystem Approach Show with Jason and Patricia on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Are you passionate about impacting social change or working towards anti-racism as a society? Are you willing to deconstruct your innermost thoughts, ideas, and beliefs about racism? 
Then Inflection Point Podcast, Cultivating Change from the Inside Out is the show for you. Join Anita Russell, Mavis Bauman, and Gail Hunter in open, honest, and deliberate conversations every first and third Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern, only on TransformationTalkRadio.com. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Stuck in a roundabout of dysfunction? Learn how to speak your truth to power with host Dr. Kathy Obear. Create real change with smart tools and smart strategies. No frills, no fluff, just life-changing conversations to help get you where you want to be. Extend your reach and become an agent for real change with Kathy Obear. For more information on Kathy and her work, please visit drkathyobear.com. That's drkathyobear.com. Are you ready to branch out, to take a leap of faith, to love yourself and others fully? Join Erica Gifford-Mills in her signature series, The Rooted Life. This virtual 12-week series will equip, empower, and enlighten you. This is a coaching series that allows both group and individual work. 12 weekly, one-hour sessions in the comfort of your own home. Schedule your free Empower Hour now at GetRootedRadio.com. That is GetRootedRadio.com. Hi, I'm Amber, your weekly host of the Heart Leader Podcast, where heart and mind align on TransformationTalkRadio.com. I'm here with co-host Austin, and we'd like to know, do you have a passion to make a greater global impact? Are you ready to embrace leading with heart and love? If so, join us and our global community of over 1 million strong on this journey to become heart leaders who change the world. Each episode brings heart-centered connection, building stronger relationships, communities, and businesses. Take a deeper dive into what it means to be a heart leader. For more information, visit www.suivera.org. We look forward to seeing you in the Suivera community. everybody welcome back uh yep you heard it right bionic woman wonder woman every woman the power of positive representation uh megan edge is the host of for those of you out there who don't know it playing on the edge radio megan before we talk about you know some of the absolutely phenomenal accomplishments and then what's left to do how can people find out more about you how can they work with you how can they heal with you Mm. Showing up in the world, people can reach me through my website, which is at meganedge.ca. There's lots of content and information on there and ways to get in touch with me. I love getting emails. Please email me. That's the best way to get a hold of me, which is megan at meganedge.ca. You can find me on YouTube. I have a whole healing channel. We record all of my public speakings, all of my talks, lots of visualizations and other healing tools that you can work with. Um, you can also reach me on LinkedIn. 
I write for a couple of online magazines. Island Woman is one of them. Mind Body Network is another magazine that I write for. Lots of beautiful ways that we can connect with one another. Mm. Uh, and for those of you who want to find out more about us, you can find us at TransformationTalkRadio.com or the DrPatShow.com. Um, you know, in, prepar- in preparation for this, you know, you have been somebody that has studied women, the legacies, the history, the action, the movement. You know, let's talk a little bit about what you've discovered along the way. You know, how do we connect the dots in our history? Beautiful. So basically what we need to start doing is finding our history. There are actually an enormous number of resources out in the world in terms of books and authors who've been writing for many, many years about women's history. I was doing quite a bit of research in preparation for this show and shared a number of links that I discovered for women in history around the world. Different cultures are beginning to, well, some are beginning to, some always have kept a history of the women leaders, of the women pirates, the women merchants. In fact, there's a new show on Netflix right now that is narrated by Lindy Lawless um, of Xena and the important and famous women throughout history, whom many people are not familiar with. Yeah. And, And even those women that we are familiar with throughout history, most of what we get to learn about them is what they wore and who they slept with. Right. Right, right, right. We don't get to know about Queen Elizabeth's the first state womanship or Cleopatra's um, state womanship or her politics. We hear that she slept with the Caesars and she bathed in milk. There's so much more to these women throughout history than what we have been commonly led to believe. Yeah, and you know, part of this is sharing those stories, sharing, uh, you know, some of the most incredible events of our time that we talk little about today. Exactly, exactly. So when we can find ourselves in our history, then we can see what we have, we, we, we can see the, the lies and the misrepresentations that we have been told in order to keep us in a particular place in society that works with the current dynamic. And we can begin to push against that expectation. We can point to and say, yes, but look at this woman. Look at what she did. Look at how she stood as a merchant or as a politician or as a leader. Look at how she was a revolutionary. Look at how she led men into battle. Think of Joan of Arc. Actually, Joan of Arc is one of the few women in our history, Western history, who has not been sexualized. That's right. I just just thought about that. (laughs) Isn't that interesting that so many of the other women have been, but something about her and the way that she showed up in the world maybe didn't allow for that, Mm -hmm. or maybe there wasn't time Mm -hmm. for that to (laughs) become part of the the story, part of the, the rhetoric. Yeah, I think it's also because of the archetype she represented. And right out of the gate, you know, when we look and we think about archetypes, there wasn't any room for her to be anything but Joan of Arc. Mm. And, and, you know, like it, you you read about some people that they're born and some of them are born with the keyboard attached to them and there they are and that's what they do and that's their life. Mm-hmm. I think in, in, this, in the case of looking at Joan of Arc, her clarity of purpose early mm-hmm. on 
was mm-hmm. I think we watch. We watch that clarity and we watch a woman decide for herself how she's going to live her life based on what she believes. And I think we're seeing that again. I think we're right. seeing it right now. We are seeing it right now. And and something that comes to mind, too, around Joan of Arc, and she's not the only one, throughout history, throughout around the world, throughout history, women have disguised themselves as men in order to enjoy the privileges that the men in their society and culture had. There have been women monks. There has even been a woman pope who hid herself, Pope Joan, hid herself in the guise of a man for her entire life and became pope. It's so interesting to me that what happens to these women when their sex is discovered, which inevitably it will be, whether it's while they're alive or after their death, the rage that the men around them experience and their efforts to erase these women from history, I find really interesting. Yeah. As a psychological understanding of of what it is that's going on in this relationship between men and women and how it has been historically portrayed. My personal belief around all of this, however, is that honestly, if you don't if you don't have both men and women in a community, in a culture, that culture cannot evolve. So for the fact that we are at this place where we are in our cultural evolution, clearly women have been participating and perhaps at ground level, but but even certainly through leadership, equally to men. Or at the very least, their contribution has been acknowledged as being equally important and equally valuable to that of men. Because I want to be really clear about something. This is not about male bashing. No. And this is not about saying that every woman has to now become a man or do everything that every man has done. And that was something that my daughter referred to in that conversation that she and I had. What if it were okay for a boy to want to be a nurse or a ballerina? And what if it were okay for a girl to want to be a mechanic or an astronaut? Why do we create these limitations for the expression of boys and girls, which then become the expectation of what adult men and women should do. Couldn't we simply allow each person to decide for themselves and design their own lives, not based on whether they are a boy or a girl, but based on what matters to them and what's important to them. And I, I believe that's what women have been doing throughout history when they have faced the limitations that some of these of our historical cultures have had and stood up against them and made such an impact that they couldn't be erased from history. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think we're making history as we speak all over Mm -hmm. the world. Malala Yosefzai. Now people Mm -hmm. say, what? Who is that? Okay. A woman that believed in educating other women that believed in education for women And so much uh, in her life was in protest of of lack of support for women in education, all of it. She didn't Mm -hmm. keep quiet and she was shot for it. And she lived and went on to receive the Nobel. Right. Mm -hmm. But here she is today as a modern day hero, superhero of sorts. Yes. Absolutely, um, superhero. 
what do we want as a society from our heroes? And how do we close the divide between men and women? Because even though I did talk about the Golden Globe Awards, I'm men and women alike stood in protest. It wasn't just yes. all women. And that's, that's right. the new narrative, I think, today. That's right. So there's really two questions that's being, yeah. that are being posed here. Yeah. What does it take to be a hero, to be a superhero? We've, we, and we've talked about that to some extent. What I want everybody to understand is that they have the capacity within themselves to be a hero in their day-to-day -day lives. I, it's important for us to have these heroes who really are expressions of ancient gods and goddesses. This is... It, at times of huge upheaval, we turn to the energy source, whatever you want to call it, that is bigger than ourselves, to look for representation and to create a sense of somebody has the potential to make enormous changes in the world. And we give that to our gods and our goddesses. We give that to our superheroes. And then from them we take the modeling of that. How many little boys wanted to be Superman? And how many little girls wanted to be Wonder Woman and Bionic Woman? I yeah, yeah. I they give us that excitement around what is possible for us. So we need, I believe we need to have that representation of the big superhero in order to see where we can bring that into our day-to-day -day lives and then be the day-to-day -day heroes. Yeah. What I love about this is you can run, but you can't hide today. So mm -hmm. if you want, let's go back to 1968 and the first mm -hmm. protest, I believe, on record of the Miss America pageant. Right. Right. It was the first one. And for those of you that don't know about it, it was go down there and burn your bra. All right. Yeah. September. Great time for Atlantic City. Um, fast forward to today. And mm -hmm. in that arena today, and it was December, you know, here we had one of the most scandalous uh, situations. And again, there was a line drawn in the sand and people, men and women say, no, no, we're not going to take that. Vulgar emails have no place mm -hmm. in our society. Mm -hmm. Isn't this part of the healing of closing the divide? It absolutely is. What I've observed from that very first on record women's protest back in the French Revolution and then all the way through what we've been doing this past century and this current century, women have been in conversation with one another and there's been lots of division in these conversations. But you were mentioning earlier, where was the action? Well, the action was in the conversations that we were having in finding a voice within a safe container of relationship with our sisters. And equally, there was a men's movement going on, which actually right now is not getting as much press as, as what, the, what the women are doing. But it was there. And men were gathering in groups and they were starting to talk about the emotional piece. They were starting to talk about their own divine feminine within them, creating their own safe container for that conversation. What has been created now out of that is that it feels safe for those men who are ready to say no to their own brothers for the behaviors that they're seeing that they no longer wish to just stand by and allow to happen. They have a safe place to do that now. 
So when you see the men and women who gathered together last year globally for those women's marches, those pussy marches that people were calling them after the inauguration of your president, your current president, there were men and women. There were fathers with their daughters on their shoulders holding up placards, and those are some of the photographs that I shared with you, saying, no more. My daughter will not have that experience. And these are the men who are doing their own work now and healing their own masculine wounds and really looking at the question of what is it to be a man at the same time that women are doing the same thing and looking at, so what does it mean to be a woman? And so now there's a dialogue that can happen between men and women together. And that dialogue is what's going to really jumpstart the changes that people are, are looking for. And it's already happening. Look yeah. at Iceland, for example. Oh. You know, the, the whole wage disparity thing is a conversation we have been having for far too long. It oh, is yeah. ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It is ridiculous. It has, does not have a leg to stand on. January 1st, Iceland passed a new law that says it is illegal, illegal for men and women to be paid differently for the same work if a company has over 25 employees in it. Yeah. And it's not only going to be mandated, but it is actually on the law books. Now, most countries, many countries have these laws, but there's lots of ways that companies have skirted around, that government has skirted around them to keep that wage disparity. I think Iceland, this little tiny place on the globe, is something, is a place we need to keep our eye on. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. see how this unfolds well and you know we are setting examples i mean we talked about trudeau and we're talking about iceland and we're talking about you know people all over the world in different parts of the world rising up and saying listen this is not just about pay inequality but this is here even this morning in my own country we're talking about a level of racism around in immigration that mm-hmm. my family that came over, as we like to say, on the boat, would, would their skin would be on the back of their neck. So the line is in the sand in a lot of ways. What can mm-hmm. we do to heal this today? What would you do to help us heal today? I would love to share a visualization that I've created to help begin that healing process at the personal and individual level. Do you think our our audience would like to have that? Would you like to have that? Okay, let's let's do do it. it. All right. So this is a visualization that I created for my healers. These are the amazing men and women who come to me for for teaching so that they can show up in the world as healers because the world needs healers right now more than any other time, I think. And this is one of the tools that I have given to them, have created for them. And I'm really happy to be able to share it with you today. All right, so I'm going to take you through it. So sitting comfortably and with your eyes closed, imagine that you live in a time when sex and sexuality are celebrated and that each young woman and man is taught about their sexual selves in a safe and honoring way. Imagine growing up surrounded by sexually healthy people where loving relationships are the norm and sexual abuse, exploitation and degradation are unknown experiences. Take a deep breath and breathe into this vision. Allow yourself to feel within your body total and complete freedom in your ability to to express yourself sensually and sexually. 
Invite yourself to feel unconditional acceptance with no judgment or apology for who you are within your mind and body. On the next breath, bring your awareness to any areas in your physical body which may be holding any sort of sexual trauma, shame, or uncertainty. Go as far back in your memories as you can and scan through your life's story, inviting your memories to surface, staying in the observer role, and notice where in your body these memories are being held. Imagine now the most beautiful healing color. Send this energy to any of the places in your body where energy is being held from these experiences, clearing away all negative emotion and energy connected with your experiences. Do this as many times as you need to. And now take a deep breath in, and on the exhale, breathe out the same healing color, everything you no longer need or want to hold on to within your body. Take a deep breath in, and on the exhale, say to yourself, I am whole, I am healed, I am free. And now slowly open your eyes and move back into your day, knowing that you can repeat this exercise at any time you feel your old wounds surfacing. And this is also an excellent visualization to do on behalf of somebody else. Mm -hmm. So you could take that visualization and that healing energy and that color, and you could send it out from your heart and your solar plexus and bathe the entire world. Send it to every person on the planet who has a need right now for this kind of healing work. If we are unable or unwilling to do the healing at the core level, at, the, at our source, we will, not be able, we will not be able to show up in the world and hold space for other people's healing. This is where it begins. It begins with the individual. It begins with the authentic self. It begins with us doing our own healing work so that then we can step into a group and we can help with the healing of that group. And then we can step into our community and we can help with the healing of that community. So what I would love to see more than anything else in all of this is that my daughters can step out of their front door and never have to wonder about their own value simply because they are women. Mm. I want them to know their value and I want that reflected back to them everywhere that they go and everywhere that they look. And similarly for men, I want them to have a really strong, beautiful sense of who they are in the world where they no longer feel like they have to put down or subjugate women in their lives as a way to feel better about themselves. I mean, wouldn't it be amazing, Pat, if yeah. we were all walking around feeling yeah. really good about ourselves Yeah, and we didn't need to put anybody down? Well, you know, here's what I love about the way thing, you know, people are coming together all over the world. We're coming together in praise, praise mm. for each other. You know, we're talking about some horrific acts, mm -hmm. horrific, and we're praising the people that are coming forth. 
See, in the past, we wouldn't be able to praise them because the accusations about them would be so loud that the praise would be drowned out mm -hmm. by our belief in accusing the accuser. And today, that to me is one of the most transformative, you know, pinnacle of, of courage that I've seen is that the praise for women that are standing tall is louder mm -hmm. than the accusations about them. Yes. And that's the major change for me today. That's and what some, I'm seeing. Yeah. Something yeah. else that I'm, that I'm also seeing, which I think is yeah. really valuable and really important, is that the voices that blame the victim are becoming quieter and smaller. <laughs> because we're beginning to see the context, yeah. right? When we, say, when we ask the question, well, why did you go to your boss's office? Well, how could I not have gone to my boss's office? Mm -hmm. You know, we're starting to look at the bigger picture because we're connecting the dots as to how systemic this. Yeah. Part of that is what brings us to this place of saying no more. Yeah. No, no. Are we going to tolerate this? And awareness, we can then move into the how. How do we take the actions to ensure that the next generation of boys and girls don't grow up with the kind of abuse that is been, has been given voice to through yeah. these movements that we're experiencing right now. Yeah. Well, I will tell you, in our country right now, there are a lot of people walking on eggshells right now. Mass exodus mm. from high offices and positions, and for very good reason. But what you shared today is so important, and it's about healing. Mm -hmm. So thank you for today. Megan, how can people find out more about you? And what's a personal message? What would you like to leave us with today? Well, first of all, I want to thank you, Pat, for being a hero as well to myself and to so many other people to whom you have created a space where voices can be heard. Mm -hmm. Thank you. I think that's really important. And I would say to anybody who's watching and listening, if you have something to say, here's a beautiful place to come and say it. Come and work with Pat and her amazing team or find yourself an online magazine or find yourself into your local radio station or get up in front of people and talk. Let your voice be heard. You have something important to say. And if you want to come and talk to me about this, work with me around this, you can see me on my website at MeganEdge.ca. You can reach me on email. You can connect with me on Facebook. I'm there, Megan Edge Healing or Megan Edge. I'd love to hear from you. Uh, and also through Transformation Talk Radio. We're connecting there as well. Yeah. And, you know, part of this for us is we've actually accelerated the date where we're going to launch our Epic Woman Challenge. We've accelerated that date and put it up front. So thank you, Megan. Thank you awesome. for today. Thank You're you, Benny. You're so welcome. Pushing all the right buttons, Mr. Benny, Jessica, Carter, Justin, Linda, everybody on the team. As we come together in this place of one heart, the world will heal. Thank you, Megan. Absolutely. Thank you, Pat. All right. Let's rock on. I'm ready to get my cape <laughs> on and fly off to another planet. All right, everybody. I've got mine on. Yeah, you do. I've got, actually, I got my little leopard uh, thing on right here. My little, I, I decided I love... to be leopard. Maybe they'll do a, maybe they'll do a movie about leopard woman, everybody. All right. That is leopard woman. Oh, is there? Oh, no. There is. 
<laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, yeah, I'm still a fan of Mashona from The Talking and Walking Dead. Yeah, Mashona. Uh, Mashona, unbelievable. That's another show. We'll see you next time. You've been listening to Playing on the Edge Radio with Megan Edge. Tune in each month on Transformation Talk Radio and the Dr. Pat Show Network, providing you with ways of sustaining radical and powerful changes in your life. If you've missed any part of this episode or want to find out more about Megan Edge, visit her website at meganedge.ca.